0: What up, what up, Tile friends? Welcome back to another Thursday book club. This book club is brought to you by the Phenomenal Profits Conference happening October 19th through the 21st in Houston, Texas. I will be there. My beautiful wife, Vina, will be there. Several of you will be there. If you want to go to a three-day conference that doesn't put a lot of hurt on your pocketbook and delivers a lot of value, check out the Phenomenal Profits Conference. The link is in the show notes. You can join my wife and I over there. All right, all right. Back to the book this week which is the phenom- the um the positioning, the battle for your mind. So, um this is the second week we're doing this. We're going to go over chapters 6, 7 and 8. Chapter 6 is titled Positioning of a Leader, Chapter 7 Positioning of a Fowler, and Chapter 8 pos- Repositioning the Competition. Last week we covered chapters 1 through 5. Um, This week we'll do three chapters. To position your company, you must take into consideration both your strengths. So where are you strong at? What do you excel at? As well as your weaknesses. Where do you need to improve? You know, really do that SWOT analysis of your company and yourself Uh, the same analysts the same way you want to analyze your strengths and weaknesses go ahead and analyze your competitors strengths and weaknesses that way you kind of understand how to position your company in the marketplace this is the things we learned about in the first five chapters positioning is going to assist you to not only attract you know just customers who are going to purchase from you one time but also you know the uh, clients who re they come back you know they continue to purchase more and more tile from you more and more products and this is really what we you know again we covered this last week so that's all i'll say about it and you know if you want to know more about it go check out the book club from last thursday chapter six we'll get into right now this is called positioning of a leader you know Um, and again last week we learned about companies like avis and seven up so they were not leaders, but they were kind of the second on the ladder, the second run. They were number two. In fact, that was Avis's claim to fame. We are number two and we try harder and seven Up said, you know, we are the on Cola. So in other words, they were positioning themselves against their competitors in a very healthy way, a way that really um, boosted their sales. And we talked about this last week more, but, A lot of you are saying, I don't want to be number two, Luke. I want to be number one. All right. All right. Well, let's talk about it. You know, how do you position yourself as number one as the leader? Well, of course, the easiest thing to do that would be to be the first person there, the first company to the marketplace. However, you know, you might say that's impossible. Well, is it really? Now think about this, when somebody searches for a tile installation company, who's the first one they find? When they ask for recommendations, who's the first one they hear of? See, all we're talking about here is leaving an imprint on that potential client's mind who wants to buy tile and and attempting to get there first and foremost, and then look really good, right? And talk to them in a way that they want to be talked to, reassure them. They might never even go for that second and third estimate if you do this correctly. So that's the quickest and the best way to be number one is just to be number one. And, you know, we gave examples over the course of time, but as the good book says, you know, to the writing of many books, there is no end. And everything that's been written about has our, you know, you cannot, I forgot the scripture, but you cannot, um, write something that hasn't been written about was the gist of it because it's already been written about Companies company's already been done it you know you go you think you got a brilliant name a built, brilliant brand and then you find out somebody across this country or across the world came up with the same brand and the same name practically using the same colors and maybe they look like you too so <laughs> the point is we're not all that different but how do we want to position ourselves to you know to succeed to leave that impression on folks mind you know, two successful companies. And and again, the importance here and the emphasis uh, starting out in chapter six was on, you know, if you wanna become number one, become number one by being there first, you know, whether that's a Google search engine or literally doing the first, you know, introducing the first product like porcelain panels or some other new product to your market. That's not available to a certain subset of the market. We could be talking about, we're talking about niches. Of course, when Luke Miller's talking, he's talking about the riches in the niches. So, to prove this point, it gave several illustrations of successful companies. Maybe they're neck and neck. Ah, one's doing a million. The other one's doing a million point one. And then the other one does a million point two. Well, the year that company pulls ahead and does 10% more, you know, if 20, percent more starts doing a million and a half, two million, boom, then they're on that momentum and they will not be dislodged from being number one, potentially for decades. So they were just emphasizing here in this book that the power of being number one, the power of getting ahead is really going to, uh, build your company, you know, put your company in the lead potentially for decades. Again, it gave an illustration. I wanted to quote it here and let you read this, excuse me for breathing in that mic um it says now i i don't understand this illustration i'm not in the flight world i'm not an airplane pilot if you can believe that but it takes a hundred percent excuse me it takes a hundred and ten percent of rated power now i googled rated power i you know i spent 10 minutes doing it and then i just gave up maybe there's a pilot out there who can explain this but it takes a hundred and ten percent of rated power for a jet to get off its gets its wheels off the ground yet when it gets to thirty thousand feet the pilot can ease the throttle back to 70 percent and cruise at 600 miles per hour so here we go from zero to flight takes hundred percent ten percent of their rate of power i don't know that rating i don't really know this world but i can imagine that hey you're going full throttle and then you're in the red is kind of what i'm thinking is like you're in the red um Bring it back down to the green, but it has to be in the red for a certain amount of time. And that's the way I took that. Now you might feel like that, right? You might feel like that airplane who is in the red for maybe months and maybe some years while you're building your company. But guess what? You shouldn't be like that forever. If that plane kept going at a in the red, in the red, it's gonna go down eventually. You might get high really, really fast and you might get really, really large as a company. But eventually if that engine burns up, hmm, not good. So what are some strategies for maintaining that leadership once you put the work in, once you've done 110% of the work, you know, and put 110% of your effort into it? Well, it went into talking about some things, not what not to do. So do not continue to repeat that you're number one. And the reason it talked about this was, you know, the fact that Your prospects probably know you're number one already if you truly are number one. So you don't want to talk about it. If they don't know it, you know, you either haven't built that leadership position in the prospects terms, maybe in your terms, you're number one, maybe in your industry, maybe you legitimately are number one. But if they don't know you're number one, they don't want to hear you say you're number one uh, just flat out. And again, so what can we do instead of this? Well, it talked about Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola came out with a strategy. They didn't say we're number 1 in sales, you know, we're the best-selling soda product. They said we're the real deal, we're the real thing. And that was a very successful very successful advertising campaign for this company, Coca-Cola. We're the ring, real, real thing. This covers a lot of ground. You know, it, it it really does. It it almost triggers a memory in your mind. Maybe the first cola you ever had the real deal baby almost like that first love right and so that's what we want to do is just you know remind them hey here's the deal we're the real deal with coca-cola that worked i'm not saying that would work with you but you want to cover all your bets so this was a subheading said covering all bets you know often i thought this was interesting and i've seen it and i'll talk about it here in a minute a leading company one that's leading in sales is going to end up losing their edge losing their lead because they're going to ignore the new guy the new kid on the block they're going to poo-poo him ah (laughs) hey i don't even need sound pad (laughs) all right (laughs) back to the topic at hand but the point is hey if there's a new product and i do have to tell you folks this is a very product-based book so we're talking a lot about coca-cola we're talking a lot about things right but what are the lessons we can learn here? Well, it happened, this very same thing happened to Kodak, and this wasn't in the book, this is something I, l- I read and heard years ago, but Kodak, if you're my age or older, you remember Kodak was number one in film. In fact, you know, it's almost like one of those things. Hey, did you get a Kodak? You know, you go print out your, your photos. You know, back when we used to print them out, uh, the disposable cameras were all a rage. Back, you know, people younger than me, much younger, we used to buy disposable cameras, and they would have, like, anywhere from, like, you know, 12 to 36 um you know photos capability in them that would store the photo you bring it to your walmart you get it printed out blah 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 kodak was number one they should have been they should still be number one in photography what the hell happened guys <laughs> this is a good story now check it out a young man who was uh, an entrepreneurial spirit who was working for kodak as some sort of you know blue collar type job he had a white collar idea one day and he took it to his bosses cause he loved working there and he was all happy. He's like, Hey bosses, I got this new digital camera DLR, you know, very digital, digital camera forward. It's brand new type of thing. Pfft, they said poo poo on that. You're too young. You don't know, blah, blah, blah. Well, guess what? He took his business elsewhere. Boom. Guess what happened to Kodak down the hole. They went history proves it because they poo pooed that young man. Now I don't know about you, but I've seen it happen more than once in my life. Now, the power of a product. What happened was they said, no, 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 no. Our product, our power is because we're Kodak. It, we have this really cool little thing that's worked for a, over a decade. We, get, we sell the people the camera, then we sell them the prints, and half the time they took crappy photos. Oh, well, not our fault. So they had a really cool product for a lot of times. Guess what? Somebody came out with a newer product, but it's not really about the product especially with us service-based business is not anything about the tile you're installing. If you, if you don't believe me, just think about it. A lot of people can install tile better than you. Did I, did I trigger anybody there? <laughs> so the power of a successful company, what makes a successful power company smarty pants? It's the pro it's, it's what they deliver, right? It's um, the experience they sell. And I was wrong. I read this wrong just a minute ago. I'm not going to edit it out. I should have read what I wrote here. (laughs) The power of the product is actually the thing. A company thinks that their organization or brand is actually the thing that makes them successful. Hey, we're Kodak. We don't need anybody else. We don't need anybody else. You know, we don't need a new product because we're Kodak. Well, it's actually the product that would have kept them in business today and it was their ignorance about the new product. What happened was a young man who was working for Kodak came to Kodak and said, Hey, I have got this new product. It's a digital camera. Let's go in on it. Can you fund it? Can you support it? I've got these legal contracts. It's my idea. Well, he took his idea elsewhere when Kodak poo-pooed his idea. To this day, Kodak don't know much about them. Don't really hear about them. They're probably either bankrupt or, you know, on their way to kind of, you know, just cruising along in the, um, you know, they found a they found their little area. Um, but they're not what they once were. So this, the power of a product is really the power of a company, a successful company comes from the product they deliver. You know, yes, your tile installation has to be pristine, but guess what? A lot of people can do pristine tile installations. Hopefully I didn't trigger too many of you, <laughs> drive you off the road right now. But let's face it, if you when you think you're the best, there's always somebody better. And so it, yes, it comes from the tile installation, but it's really the experience because on a local level, on a local level, yeah, they want to hire whoever's the best, but they really want to feel good about having you in their bedroom. You know, I was talking to my friend Ben Santos the other day. He said, look, I asked people, Hey, where's the, when it's in their bedroom, if it's in their house, you know, it's already personal enough. They're going to be gone all day. They have strangers in their house. You put it in their bedroom next to their lingerie drawer, all that stuff. They really want to feel comfortable with you. Yes. The product matters, the experience, the whole, the whole package for a service based companies, you know, this, again, this was talking a lot about product based businesses. Like, you know, if you're selling apples or whatever, hot dogs. So stop relying on yourself solely to run it because you cannot deliver a great experience. Even if you're the most amazing, even if you are the best tile installer in the country or in the world, you still are going to have trouble delivering an amazing experience from the start to the finish, unless you kind of embrace some help, you know, whether this be subcontractors or employees or, you know, administrative type people to take up the slack where you're not really um, so strong. And so in chapter seven, we talked about positioning of a follower, you know, so can you position your company to be number two? Yeah, we talked about it earlier. Avis was number two, you know, seven up had a different position. So you can find different positions because after all, what works for the leader doesn't necessarily work for a follower. Why? Well, when a follower just copies the leader, the book describes this as a me too response. And that was really, you know, um, quote for quote there. I really tried to read that one for you. Um, so don't, don't allow on just yourself, you know, to do that. What you want to do is, you know, start working into a, uh, a turnkey business. You know, this is why you want to start working into a turnkey business because um, you cannot rely solely on yourself to run it. This is actually why I'm so excited about the phenomenal The Phenomenal Profits Conference right up here. Excuse me. The Phenomenal Profits Conference, the number one thing they do is, yes, they teach you how to run your numbers. The theme is profits. The theme is numbers. That's why this is such an impactful one. In three months, they're going to have another one. It's not numbers. It's not profits. So this is the one for profits and numbers. But what they talk to you about is putting systems and building systems and hiring people and getting your point. You know, the the whole Howard Partridge's um, main kind of – goal with his small collar, you know, blue collar businesses that he helps is to get them profitable. Yes, but turnkey, get them turnkey. So that's, that's what we're talking about. It goes along with the book. I thought I would mention it. And then we move into chapter seven, you know, positioning of a leader. So positioning of a leader, you know, again, I already said what works for the leader doesn't work for the follower. So when you want to talk about positioning of a follower, you kind of want to talk about some different things. And there's some reasons why products fail this chapter went into, you know, the follower who attempts to beat the leader at his game, you know, is going to spend way too much valuable time and energy focused on that leader. Think about it. If you focus too much on your competition, I know I told you earlier, understand your competition, but there's a difference between understanding your competition and just focusing on them and just getting in that tunnel vision because then you might have a, a, a really tough time thinking about your business and your clients. If you're thinking about your competitors business and your competitors client. Now here's a, um, a saying now, I want you to listen for this one right here. Le I'm not French. I can't say that as well as she could. Let's hear it one more time there. Chercher le Cherche, Cherche, Cherche. Okay, what is chercher le créneau? <laughs> chercher le créneau, that is a French saying that means look chercher le Look for the hole. All right, how do I look for my hole? To find that hole, you must have the ability to think in reverse. You gotta think different, against, uh, um, different than everybody else. You gotta be willing to go against the grain a little bit. If everyone else is going east, maybe you should go west. Hey, it worked for... Uh, Columbus, it works for Columbus, right? He found his hole, he found his crane And so there are some different crannels which we talked about in chapter seven, the high price crane And this is really talking about, hey, you know, yeah, you can be high-priced if you wanna be, there's a position out there in the market, especially with the flood of cheaply made products today. Our society, I don't know about you, but I'm really kinda sick and tired of products that don't last, products that are overpriced and cheaply made. I like products that last a long time, especially when it comes to clothes, things I'm going to be wearing, the bed I sleep in, the shoes, certain things I like. I like wood over plastic, you know, in most cases, you know, different things. So don't be afraid to be the higher price guy. And this is a problem in the industry. I'm going to say I'm going to trigger again. I'm probably some of you are triggered. Ah, you can't go too high. You're ripping everybody off. Okay. You know, you're, you're thinking about greed here, which yes, you're right. Greed is wrong. Greed is bad, bad greed. Don't get that confused with just building a company. That's a high price company. That's a price positioning thinking there. Yeah. You can be the highest price tile installer in your area. Why not? You know, charging high prices, it's, it's not necessary. And I'm not telling you guys who are in business one, two, three years to go out and just raise your prices. And you're magically going to have like amazing clients and amazing jobs and amazing designs. You know, you might not even know how to install tile. I don't know. But It's not the quickest path to getting rich, charging those high prices. You got to do some work first. You got to be first to establish your high price position. So is anybody else number one? And you're kind of just getting into the business. They've been in it 10 years and they're like, we're number one. We're the highest priced guys in town and we deliver. Might not be the best strategy. So a, if it, but (laughs) the good news, most people are doing the opposite, right? They're going east and y'all want you to go west. So you might be able to be number one in that category pretty easy no matter where you are. But you're gonna have to establish that position early on. You're gonna have to have a valid product story. In other words, why the heck are you so, so high priced? And the third thing you're gonna have to do is exist in a category, sell something where consumers are receptive to a high priced brand. You know That's the secret to establishing your high price. Number one, establish your position early on um, with a valid product story and combined with a valid product story, I, sh- I wanted to say, in a category where consumers are receptive to a high price brand. You do those three things and, you, yeah, why not be the most high? I don't know, highest price. <laughs> I don't know, you know? Establish your high price, you know, before you get on the phone with these folks, though. They should be calling you expecting a high price. That's why my friend, Van Santos, when I was talking to him about this, he said, yeah, I." ask my clients if they've seen my website if they've watched my blog if they've watched my videos if they've watched my social media because i say i want you to know about me and what we deliver we do things different he tells them he puts his prices on his blog he puts his prices on his website he puts his prices on youtube he wants people that call him and knows that they're going to be much more expensive hamilton tile than the local georgia tile installer and tell me if I'm not mistaken, but I have a feeling there's a lot of low price tile installations in the state of Georgia. They want to be the opposite. They've worked hard. Jason Hamilton's worked very hard to not only, you know, deliver, you know, learn how to deliver the product, but then combined with the partner, Ben, now they get the marketing involved and they're really able to do things that most people want. Well, what if you don't want to be the high price, you know, find that high price hole. Well, you can find the low price position. This can be a very profitable position. I don't talk a lot about this because I don't know a lot about it. I was never a commercial installer. I never really worked in volume. When I did, I dabbled, didn't really enjoy it. You know, it wasn't for me, the high pace, you know, the competitive attitude, but I've highlighted several commercial installers over the years. You can find them like Malcolm Campbell in the podcast. And of course they are in the Facebook groups and you can go get that information. So what's a trap that people fall into the everybody trap. This is when most companies are going to reject the fine, the whole of finding their, they don't think it's necessary. They think, no, 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 the riches are not in the niches. I'm going to do everything for everybody. And I'm not dogging you if you do that, but it might be a trap for you if you're really trying to find your hole in the market. So don't do everything for everybody, in my opinion. Chapter eight talks about repositioning the competition. And repositioning the competition, again, might trigger some people, but I'm just relating kind of what the book talked about. If you cannot find your niche or your hole or your crane, <laughs> you know, you must create one. You've got to create your niche. And that's the, the best way to do that is to reposition the competitors. That you know that, that occupy um, positions in in you know the community's mind. And so, for this strategy to work, you must say something about your competition that causes the prospect to change his or her mind. Not about you, but about the competition. Again, not trying to trigger anybody. Just relaying some information from the book. Because I think like you think now, again, this was about products, a lot of products, Hey, we're seven up first Coke, you know, blah, blah, blah. Not so much doing that in the tile industry. So the good news is we got to kind of filter through and and understand how this applies to us or doesn't apply to your business. You can do this with ads. You know, you gotta be careful when attempting to reposition your company against somebody else. Just coming out and saying we're better than our competitors, that's not repositioning. That's only going to make you look bad. The good news, once again, in our industry, it doesn't take much to be number one, marketing you know be found online. Let me say that. It doesn't take a lot to be number one on Google with, for a tile installation company in in your area because not a lot of people think like this in our in our industry and that smells like opportunity which smells like money to me. I don't know about you. everybody's going west I'm gonna go east. <laughs> so you got to think differently you know you don't have to talk about your competitors because the good news is in the tile industry you're not really competing with anybody. there's a lot of niches to find. there's a lot to um I was going to play that song again, but forget it. I'm going long again, but we're doing better than last week. So don't think about talking about your brand too much, you know, in the tile industry, just go ahead and publish what you are all about and talk to your clients, talk to them about, you know, what it is that your special unique services are all about and why they kick ass. You don't have to mention anybody else in this industry again, because most people are not saying a word about their company on the internet. They might be in the Facebook groups. They might be in here. You might see them talk a lot about themselves, but when people search on Google, who do they find? Hopefully you. And if you get a happy tile guy site, we can help you do that. Or maybe you're doing it all on your own, like my friend Ben Santos. But he will tell you he puts about 40, he had to put about 40 hours a week on top of his job into his website um, for several years before it started working. But congratulations, Ben, you've done better than most people. That's it for this week. 25 minutes. Thank you for listening. Once again, if you want to go to the Phenomenal Profits Conference, check out the links in the show notes wherever you're watching or listening to this episode. Tile friends, I love you. Stay positive out there. There's a lot of nonsense in the world. A lot of people saying a lot of crazy things. But I want you to stay positive because positivity brings and breeds results and success. That's all I got. What are you doing? We'll talk at you later, a friends.